Welcome to your Life Path Astrology reading. I can't wait to dig into it's your Yes. Um, and just for the audience to get to know you better, why don't you give us one line about what you do in the world and one line about what you hope to get from the reading? So I, I guess by trade, <laughs> mm -hmm. I have worked mainly as a graphic designer and as a massage therapist, but I've, I've always a little bit interested in astrology and spirituality, and I really got into tarot. Mm -hmm. uh, a few years ago and now what I really want to do is teach tarot read tarot for others um, and there's so much astrology in tarot that I'm intrigued by how I can incorporate that too mm. so, yeah <laughs> I love it I love it so what do you hope to get from the reading I, I feel like I will I want to understand more like a bit of my shadows and my blocks but also I, I think the life path you know because I um, I guess being like artistic, I just follow what I like, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, but under, I think understanding more of what the stars have to say about my life path and understanding myself better. Got it. Maybe get, uh, I'll get a better, perhaps bird's eye view of what it is that I need to do. So I love it. So what I'm hearing is like really getting an understanding of the self so that you can move forward in what you're working on. Um, all right, so let's dig in. Um, and it, it, in fact, it's interesting. Um, I'm sure you know you are in Aries and you have a lot of placements um, in Aries. And you also have uh, a couple of really key placements in Sagittarius. So you have a lot of fire in your chart. Yeah. And when, so, so not only in, do you, do you know about, um, have you ever heard of a stellium? No. Stellium is when you have more than three placements in your chart in one particular. Oh. So you've got a lot of juicy, a lot of juicy um, placements in Aries. And oh, so that's rats. where the sun is. So let's talk about the sun is the first sign that I usually go to because it's what people go to understand because it's how they see themselves. Mm -hmm. So when I see a sun in Aries, oh wait, yes, a sun in Aries, I think of someone who the word that comes in is self, like the, you know, um, it's fire. It lights people up. It's passionate. It's the first sign of the Zodiac. I don't know if you know, but the Zodiac starts with Aries and ends with Pisces. And in that space, there's like a timeline of, um, human development. So like Aries is like the infant, the, the <laughs> newborn of the Zodiac. So there's a lot of like, expansive learning, youthful energy, right? It's, it's just fire and its energy. I think of um, also innovation because it's the beginning. Um, so you probably see yourself as a leader, fiery, energetic. Um, yeah. And, and I think of the word self, like very, you, you, you really have a strong sense of self or are committed to that self. So that's why when you said, I want to learn more about myself, I'm like, this yeah. is such a perfect placement for that. Aligned. <laughs> yeah. And here's the juicier part, like it's in your first house and the first house represents Aries energy, which is like all the self, self-love, self-care, self, the self, self, personal development, all those selves. Um, so it's, it's really, you see yourself as someone who really is standing in the power, standing in the fire of what it means to be oneself. Mm. That, that's awesome. Cause I explains like, you know, I'm in therapy and I'm really learning a lot about myself, but I've really, I'm really learning that I've never really 
what I've never really been able to not be myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? So I, that's really interesting to kind of hear that in the chart and be like, yeah, I've always been me. However insecure or doubtful, I've always been like honoring that moment, you know? Yeah, very, very strong presence. Like I think of a strong presence, like and owning that strong presence. Like, and like, just like you said, even if there are doubts, even if things don't go the way you want it to, it's like you still show up, you still are present, you still are yourself, you put yourself into the things that you are committed to creating. So I love yeah. that. Now, now the rising sign. So you see yourself as an Aries, but people see you as your rising sign. Do you know your rising sign? I do. Pisces, baby. Pisces. Pisces. So let's talk about that. So you see yourself as fiery, but the way people see you is this really connected, spiritual, intuitive being. you know, and the other thing I think about is um, Pisces is very empathic. Um, it's a dreamer. Um, it is emotionally connected because it is a water sign. Mm-hmm. Hmm? And so, yeah, there's a sense of like, it, it totally makes sense that you're into tarot and yes. esoteric and, you know, the spiritual side of being on the physical realm because your rising is there. It's how people see you. So even though your son is much more connected to the physical body and the sense of self, your the way you are seen is much more connected to the spiritual realm. What wow. comes up for you when I say that? It makes sense because I've never been afraid of emotions. Um, and I don't know if I don't know if Aries can be afraid of emotions. I guess fiery is more like you know action and waters like that and I've never been really afraid of that I feel I'm also like never really been afraid of like the shadow side or kind of the subconscious looking at that stuff and you're right like I feel like some people you know I've not to boast myself but I've been I've been complimented on my tarot readings but some people are like yeah you're like so psychic I'm like every time I hear that I'm like really it always kind of catches me by surprise a little bit because I'm I guess they're seeing me in this very like wise, you know, um, like wise high priestess like energy, you know, versus how I see myself as Aries. I'm like, I'm just kind of like telling you what I'm feeling. It's, you know, because mm. I, I, I think a lot of people too, like when I see these spiritual people on Instagram and YouTube, they're like, oh, I'm hearing this, right? Or I, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't hear shit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but I'm very visual. So when I see the tarot, I just kind of like connect the dots and I just speak what they're telling me. But it's not like I'm hearing things or that I'm, you know, some people feel like tingles on their body. And I'm like, I don't really feel that either. I love it. And, and you know, it's so interesting because it's almost like what I'm hearing is, you know, you're, you're very aware of who you are. And the way that people reflect back to your identity um, is something that you're navigating because this aspect is external and you're comparing it to what other people have. And you're like, really? Like, that's not me. Right. Cause there's so many clairs, right? Like in the, in the psychic world. So Pisces, Pisces is said to be the sign that has the most psychics. So mm. when you have strong Pisces placement, you're going to have that intuitive spiritual connection. Um, and what we are not taught is how to navigate the clairs, right? Clairsentience, yeah. clairaudience, clair 
clear visual, right? Clear. Um, they're all the clairs. And so we don't always know which clarity are we getting to get these divine downloads. Um, so I love that you know, you, you can see that people are reflecting that back to you because here's the juicier part, Ooh. the rising sign. Tell me. The rising sign is your soul's work. It is the problem you're here to solve. You're here to solve the problem of people connecting to their spirituality, people connecting to their psychic abilities, people connecting to their intuition, people connecting to, you know, more of the spirit realm while they're in the physical realm, no matter what you do, whether it's the massage, whether it's the tarot, whether it's whatever, that the way your soul came into this planet with this birth chart is saying, you get to bring this spiritual teaching, this spiritual connection, and you help solve that problem for those people who are seeking to connect to that energy. That's awesome. Yeah. In fact, you know, as you build your, your work as a tarot reader, our chart also has um, like a placement for our kismet client, like the type of client that's going to light us up, that's going to come to us and really get from your soul what you came here to do. And the reason that they're your kismet client is not just because you light them up, but it's because they're seeing pieces in you that they have that they haven't figured out how to access yet and you're here to teach them that. So you're here to bring in that spirituality and your kismet client is in the 12th house. And your 12th house has a mix of that Pisces with a really nice bit of Aquarius. So it is going to be a person who's a spiritual seeker, spiritually connected, um, uh, empathic. Um, but they're going to have this juicy sliver of Aquarius. Now, Aquarius had a TV, a high, like a TV show from a high school drama character. She'd be the punk rock girl with the big pink hair and the nose ring, like total rebel. Like, I like that girl. Ah, I am that girl. <laughs> yes, girl. Yes, yes, you are right. And so it's about you're you're here. It's almost here's what comes up for me. You're here to serve and connect this intuition, this psychic work, this spirituality for the intuitive rebel. Ooh, I like that. And she's not a rebel because she just wants to be a rebel, but she's like, I got bigger visions. There's bigger things that I have to fry than worrying about your lip gloss, Becky, right? Yeah, like she's here to like really fight for grabbing and revolutionizing the spirituality, doesn't matter how it looks whether she's wearing her nose ring or not. Right. So you're, and you have that little bit of, um, like a, like a flare. Like it's, she's like, when I think of Aquarius, I think of flare mm. where you could let your freak flag fly. It's where you could be different and eccentric. Um, so you've got a spiritual rebel, a spiritual eccentric. This is not going to be like love and light. And there's nothing wrong with those people either with those spiritual leaders. That's just not who you're here to serve. I love it. I love it because uh, my mom's an Aquarius. Oh, fun. Yeah. So it speaks to me a little bit because not, you know, she doesn't have any piercings, but she's had a tattoo since she was 18. So she couldn't tell me no when I got mine. <laughs> I love it. But it, it does kind of talk about like the flair because she, she's colorful. She's fun. Like the way she dresses and the way she like, you know, presents herself. So I like that. That's cool. Cause it's, I think it's also um, so, someone I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. so I guess it's nice that I can already relate to these people 
Awesome. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. All right, here we go. So, so you're here to bring spirituality to that spiritual rebel and you bring this, you, like, I feel like you're, because of that sun and Aries in the first house, you're really going to show up as like a powerful identity and really mirror that back to them too. You're going to show them what it looks like to be a powerful leader in the spiritual realm. Um, and then the next thing that we typically look at in order to understand your soul's path is the moon. And here's what happens when things aren't moving in your business, when things aren't moving in your life, when things feel wrong or off or like just not like juicy, that's where we get to look at the moon and you get to say, get to nourish the moon. Because here's the interesting about the thing about the moon. We all know that it's our emotional sphere, but if the moon is not nourished and taken care of your mission to be this spiritual leader for the spiritual rebel it will not move it will not flow the way it needs to and you have your moon in virgo hello hello so the first thing that comes up for me it must be really hard to change your mind when you are in a funk it's like nope this is how i feel you're not going to change it show me the facts that this is not right <laughs> sounds about right because virgo is earth and I always think about like, when we think about water, for example, in an emotional sphere, water flows. So what's gonna happen to someone with a lot of water placement in their moon? They're gonna let the tears come out. They're gonna flow in their emotion. But earth is like a twig. <laughs> that thing is not gonna bend, it's gonna break. <laughs> so it's rigid, it's, it's really stuck in its ways. And so you get to nurture that, you know, you get like, one of the things that comes up for me is, you get to nurture the, the moon. And, and when I think about nurturing the moon, sometimes what comes up for me is going to the element. Um, what do you do to ground? What do you do to earth yourself in those moments that you feel inflexible? It's a good question because I, I think I'm still learning that. Mm -hmm. uh, even though I'm like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. But I'm definitely learning that because I do hold on to things and when I'm sad or feeling down I I, I feel like that for days hmm. or for like the entire day mm -hmm. you know you, you uh, know what Virgo represents the healer too she represents the um you know everyone knows about the OCD and the structure and like the organization <laughs> of Virgo but she's a healer She's, she's a ser she's a servant. She loves to be of service. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, do you have healing practices that you lean into? No, cause it's actually funny. I tend to, whenever I'm feeling like really down, I stay away from those, which is the time I should not be stay, like be away from them. <laughs> I know, I know that I'm doing it wrong, but I'm, I still do it wrong. <laughs> oh, and, and I, I, I want to so avoid like wrong or right. It's like you get to continue oh, yeah, to yeah. learn how to support yourself. Like, you know what came up for me when I think of Virgo, I think of earth, I think of plant medicine. Like I think of essential oils. I think of bringing up an herbal tea, um, hugging a tree. love tea and essential oils. <laughs> there you go. Or like even hugging a tree. Like if you can't get your, if you're, if you're not home with your oils and your tea, hug a tree. <laughs> it even rhymes <laughs> it does i love it that's cute okay so i feel really called strongly to tell you you get to like use the like medicine of the earth to nurture that that moon in virgo um but here's a really fun part about a moon in virgo so the moon is going to be like when it's stuck it's going uh-huh you guys i'm not moving that spiritual mission until you t you tell you do what i do because she's not 
the moon is not part of the mission per se, but if she's not like, I think about it as a board of director. Like if you don't take care of her, she's not going to vote for you. Oh. And so oh. what, she, what, does a, what does a moon in Virgo want when it comes to your mission? She wants to be useful. She wants to be of service. So she's going to say, hey, <clears throat> I'm so glad that you're teaching spirituality to all these spiritual rebels. But what is, the, what is the use of this? Who is this serving? How is this healing the people you're working with? And that if you makes a lot of sense. Oh, go ahead. Tell me more. Just because like, you know, not to, because I'm really open to all kinds of spirituality. So I'm really not, what I would say, I'm not, I'm not trashing anybody, but like star seeds or, you know, reptilians and all those uh, <laughs> names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't relate to those because I do ask those questions. Like, how, how is this helping you? Mm. If I learn that I'm from Andromeda, <laughs> what does that mean? I'm alive here now today in this earth, in this time. If I learn I'm from Pleiades, what does that do? Beautiful, beautiful. You know, I, and, you, and you know what else comes up for me? Like, so you have the, it's so funny because your rising is in Pisces and your moon is in the direct opposition, which is Virgo. And so you're uh -huh. connected to all this spiritual stuff, but the moon is like, bring it down to earth. How, yeah. does, this, how does this translate down here? Yeah. So, so you get to, you, that's, that's going to be important in the work that you do. You get to ground it in to practicality and service because that spiritual rebel is going to be just like you. She's going to be questioning like, um, how does this move the cause? What does this mean? How is this important? Yeah, Cause you can tell me that you're from, you, that you're from Atlantis or whatever, but um, and I'll ask you, okay, how does that help you? And if you <laughs> give me an answer, I'm like, all right, bye. Like, you know. Okay, so remember that when you're developing your programs, your memberships, all that stuff that you do, you get to say, how is this of service? How am I making this tangible on this earth for my spiritual rebel? I love okay. it. Awesome. awesome. Okay, and then the next um, important board of director, they're kind of like four main board of directors. The fourth one is Mercury. So we all know about awesome. the retrogrades. And in the physical realm, it represents our intellect. And in the 5D, it represents our higher consciousness. And when we learn to really work with Mercury when it comes to our soul mission, she remember, she reminds us to what connects us. She connects us to... Oh, sorry, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Sorry. You froze you on my end when you said Mercury, and then you said Mercury on the 3D realm and then it's Okay, off. got it. So Mercury right. on the third dimension and it's, yeah, yeah. Um, is our intellect. And in the fifth dimension, it's our higher consciousness. And so working with Mercury in this board of director kind of platform or life path astrology methodology, Mercury is what we need to work with to not feel separate. So when we're, because our brain processes information if we don't work with her correctly she's going to make us feel separate and not connected to ourselves to the to everybody that we're working with to the cause that we're doing and you know think about self-compassion in self-compassion isolation doesn't allow us to access the higher consciousness right so you got mercury and pisces yes you know this so I know my Pisces because I have like three placements in Pisces. I'm you like, also have a stellium there, yeah. Yeah. So I have my Venus, Mercury, and, and rising. And then I know my sun and my moon and I'm done. <laughs> and <laughs> you're funny. Okay, so you're learning a lot here. 
So, so let me tell you about Mercury. Mercury, in order to really stay connected and feel, feel integrated to your cause and to others, you have to, what we call, heal the shadows. The shat so Pisces is so gifted because it's spiritually connected. It's associated to source. But when it is not in light, it's, it disassociates. It goes into la-la land. And it goes, oh, la-la-la-la-la. And you have to bring, you got to bring the brain back and to be like, oh, what was I doing? Oh, cool. All right. So that's what comes up for me. What, what comes up for you when I say that? It makes sense because I'm, I'm really doing a lot of work on feeling included and like feeling like I'm a part of something. And it's funny because I'm very blessed and I've always been very blessed with having like awesome friends, you know, and they, they want my company. They invite me to things. So the action of being included is there, but myself, I don't feel included. So when you're saying things like that of like being disassociated and it's the shadow, I talk about shadow work all the time, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like I'm really kind of like studying my subconscious, which I, it's what I associate with shadow. So it's, that to me is really interesting to kind of have this thought of, yeah, I really am separated, you know? Mm -hmm. and, 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 and it's interesting because you have Mercury in Pisces in the first house. So even though you've got, you know, your Aries placements, one of your Piscean placements is in the first house. So you have a lot of first house energy, which is about you, your self-identity. Who are you? What two feet are you standing on? Like the self, the I ams, like the, so every sign has like a motto and Aries and first house is I am. Mm -hmm. So, so Mercury saying, I am the dreamer with my self-identity and when you're not feeling you're when you're not connecting to the dream and to the bigger cause and to source and how you fit into that you get you begin to float like i think about a piscean when like the you know i don't so yes there are a lot of psychics under the sign of pisces but there are a lot of addicts psyche a pisces has a lot of addictions because they um they feel so much. They're so connected to source. They, they really are like, wow, there's so much more than this earth that when the earth is not satisfying or like gelling with them, there's a desire to disconnect with addiction or with their thoughts. And for you, it's that mercury. Your thoughts are going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to source. I'm going to disconnect. I'm going. And it's interesting because once again, mercury is all about connection feeling feeling connected rather separate so i so what comes up for me is you get to tap into the spirituality but you don't get to disconnect um and i would even offer you because it's in pisces what spiritual practices what spiritual tools can you lean into to stay grounded which doesn't it almost seems like an oxymoron but it's not for this no it makes sense it makes sense to me to not be so like you know in dreamland or detached but to really be present yeah okay great now those are your board of directors for your soul's path you're really here to be that spiritual teacher you're bringing your aries in the first house fire and you're really reflecting strong identity a strong sense of self for the spiritual rebel you're going to serve the cause by being of service and being useful and not like super esoteric you're bringing it to the ground in a practical way and you're not disconnecting now 
there, I love talking next about the North Node because the North Node is the challenge we were born into this planet with. We, our soul contract said, okay, I get to work on something to make this mission go where it needs to go. And your North Node is in Aries in the first house. Oh, it so, is. Yeah. And it's so interesting because the North Node is the challenge we have to work on. And so with every North Node, there's also a South Node. So your North Node is in Aries, your South Node is in Libra. Libra is your jam. So it's like, what's super easy peasy for you? You can do it with your eyes closed. You were born doing it. Um, so Libra is ruled by Venus, the planet of art and beauty and culture. She's the diplomat. She's the friend of friends. She loves pretty things. Um, she loves comfort. Um, if she had a tarot card, she'd be the empress, right? Ooh. So, so yes. she is like, you know, just chilling and super comfortable and looking pretty. Um, but she's also a super friend. Like she's all about like, like, you know, she is going to be the girl who's be the hostess with the mostest, right? Um, and then, but, and so that's easy for you to, to be inviting, to be a safe space, to be the friend. But what you're being called is to lean more into the Aries energy which is being the leader, being the front man, being the star, being the one like rising on your own, which is so interesting because you were mentioning how you have all these friends and they do things with you and they invite you and you don't feel connected. And, and there's a, you know, here's what, here's what comes up for me also. Like I think about like moving. So I always joke that when you have this Leo, I mean, Libra Aries juxtaposition, the way you have it, it's going from we to me. That's what you have to learn. Like it's, it's collectives are awesome. You're really good at plugging into the collectives, but you need to learn to be stopping second in command or like part of the gang. It's time for you to be the leader in the collective you're here to work with. Wow. Yeah. It's like learning to do it on your own. Like you don't need the group to move forward. In fact, until you stand on your own and do it on your own and you are the star of the show, your soul's purpose won't advance the way it's supposed to advance. Oh, wow. I love it. Yeah. Cause I do like doing things on my own anyway, more so. <laughs> Cause yeah. I, can, I just get to like make all the decisions. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and my experience of you though, is, has always been in collective, like in right. partnership with others. Yeah. Like I've seen you always kind of do things with a friend or with the group or with the tribe. And so I love, cause I, I'm familiar with your work in the hub. Um, and I don't know if you want to tell the audience about the hub, but like, I know you have this work that you're now really leaning into for like as the face of. No. Yeah. It, it is awesome. I just started, um, you know, in May, it was our first month launching it and it's on Patreon. You know, you can go to um, www.icaro.cc and you can just go to the hub on Patreon. There's a view link there. And it's like my monthly subscription where we talk about, actually we talk a lot about the shadow too. Beautiful. You know, so the first month was actually talking about new things, right? Uh, what it's like to, to do something new, to be afraid, to feel the fear, to feel insecure, and to be the new guy, right? Amazing. And this month in June, we're talking about art and how art, a lot of people are insecure about being an artist, right? Or a painter or uh, 
book scrapping, you know, scrapbooking, I mean, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. dancing or things like that. Like people are really insecure, but it's like, that could be a gateway for freedom and so self-acceptance. So we talk about that a lot. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, we're, we're kind of getting close to the time. So I want to talk about, so I, so you get to continue to be the leader of that tribe that you are now building. So I really love how this is, because I feel like as you, you lean into it, your soul's purpose of teaching these spiritual rebels, is just going to, you know, go faster at a faster rate that you've never seen before. Um, so there are probably, I'm hoping to at least get to two more positions. Um, the first one I want to talk briefly about is Chiron. Chiron's the wounded healer. I don't know if you're familiar with Chiron. Um, and I am not. I've heard of that before of like the wounded healer. I'm struggling to know what that means. So Chiron was, um, a, a God figure whose blood was poisoned and he couldn't save himself, but his blood saved the rest, uh, like the more, the mortals. And so it's, it's what there's a wound in us that we feel like we can't save ourselves with that we do for others. So it's what you could do for your others that you can't do for yourself. And this is really interesting because you have Chiron in Gemini in the third house. And so Gemini is the intellectual. It is a communicator. It is ruled by Mercury. That's why we have communication as a main theme there in intellect because it's the mind. And the third house is Gemini energy. So once again, communication. So when I see Chiron in Gemini, the first thing that comes up for me is why do you feel like you don't know enough, but you feel like everyone else knows more than you when it comes to what I you're speaking about? Like <laughs> I do feel like that. I don't know why. Yeah. It's a wound. It's literally the wound you came in. You're, the story you're telling yourself is that you don't know enough for what you're speaking about that other and you probably fluff other people like, Oh, go to this person. They know how to, they know so much more in this topic, but you get to heal that wound that you don't know enough for what you're talking about. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so true. Cause it's like, I, you know, as, as you know, I'm a huge fan of like Brene Brown. I'm a huge fan of like these, these motivational speakers, you know, that do talk about vulnerability and, and shadow work, even though they may not call it that, but it really is like that kind of spiritual work. But I just find them to be so much more eloquent and so much smarter than me mm. that I don't, I'm always thinking like, oh, one day I'll get there, you know? <laughs> and you know what, what I want to tell you? They are eloquent, but that doesn't mean you know less. In fact, I can't help but think of the Virgo moon. That's like, make it accessible, be of service, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, when I think of the Brene Browns and the Kristen Neffs of the self-compassion and all these, like they're a lot of Sagittarius energy. They're the peach. They're literally the PhD in that, right? Mm. Sagittarius is that PhD, the higher learning, the high priestess, right? Um, Pisces is also high priestess energy. Virgo is like, um, can we bring it down to earth so everyone else can get it? Like, let's be useful. And that's uh, part of your work, right? Part uh, of your work. The mission can't move if you don't make it accessible. And so it's not that you don't know more. You're comparing yourself to someone who's speaking to a different audience. Mm, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I actually want to- It goes back to the work of like the sun and the work of- like them versus me it, it mm -hmm. is it's like all about me and if I just own myself and I own my groundedness and I own my fiery Aries and my personality I don't have to speak in like 
so code. many words code. in code. Yeah. But I don't want to speak that way. You know, I don't speak that way. But if I own myself more and I kind of drop the insecurities. Yep. It's like people are just kind of like drawn to me. You know? I love it. And in fact, I'm going to end with this. You've got two really interesting placements in Sagittarius. You've got Saturn in Sagittarius in the ninth house, which is the natural place that's the house of Sagittarius. And then you've got Uranus in Sagittarius in the 10th house, which is the house of career, personal brand, um, ambition, reputation, like the work you're here to do, your career. So Saturn is a father figure. He's Capricorn energy, 10th house energy. He's like going to be like, okay, I'm going to reward you, but you got to do what we tell you to do. And Sagittarius is a philosopher. It's the teacher. It's the teacher of the teachers. And you have it in the house of teaching and philosophy. So well, Saturn's going to be, Saturn's going to say, Hey, once you start teaching the teaching, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to reward you. You're going to get the payout. I'm going to give you your allowance. And you were mentioning earlier how you wanted to teach certain things. And so, yeah, you get to own your role as a teacher. Wow. Just have to reel it in because Sagittarius is an adventurer. It likes traveling and wandering. And so Saturn's going to be like, um, bring it back, bring it back, come back, come back here. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you have Uranus, which is the natural ruler of Aquarius and um, the uh, 11th house, which is that rebel energy in Sagittarius, the teacher, philosopher, and the 10th house, which is career. So I really feel like you're being called to be okay with being different in the teachings, in the work, in your, the work of your teaching. It's okay to be eccentric with how you're teaching the work that you do. Wow. I like that. Yeah. So that, so do you feel like you have a better sense of yourself? Yes. 100%. I feel like all my, all my like sides make sense, <laughs> you know, cause you're right. Like I do doubt myself in a sense of by comparing with other people that are speaking to a different audience. And while I'm really interested in that kind of work, I need to, again, bring back to myself and I need to almost like filter through my own personality and be like, how can I make this uh, approachable, grounded and fun to teach? Like, I want to be fun. You know, I want people to have fun in spirituality. And, and learning about yourself is heavy enough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and doing, like, the ah. shadow work. So I want people to kind of, like, you know, I guess enjoy doing it and just kind of have that, like, all right, let's, you know, be excited about it. I want excitement. And that, and that Aries sun and, and that all that Aries energy is going to bring that excitement. It's Aries is excited. Aries gets like, I always think about like anyone with strong Aries placement is like, you get lit up about stuff. So yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's ever going to be missing. You just get to learn how to really be okay with being unique and really owning that, you know, what you're talking about. Wow. I love it. This like totally relates already to the work I've been doing with myself the past year or so. Makes sense. Of just owning myself more, owning my eccentricity. Is that a word? Yay! Yeah. <laughs> you know, owning, just being like fun and different and unique and, and just who cares if, if some people don't like me because other people like me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and I like me, so that's what matters. Exactly. And that's all that Aries energy. You just stand in the power of your own identity. You stand in the in the fire and in the light of your of your own identity. So once you so do I am that, meant to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's favorable absolutely your soul is saying you get to you get to do that and you get to be you get to put a little flair in there too i love it awesome well thanks so much for booking the reading thank you thank you for having me i i love it i appreciate it thank you absolutely so that was that oh <sighs>